Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Dr. Joe Gallenberger, author and clinical psychologist with 30 years of experience as a therapist. Dr. Gallenberger scientifically confirmed psychokinesis, the ability to influence matter in university laboratories and has been a trainer at the Monroe Institute for 30 years, creating their MK2 course to teach psychokinesis, energy healing, and manifestation. Dr. Gallenberger, thank you so much for giving us some of your time today, and welcome. Thank you, Jeffrey, and glad to be here. So how did you first get involved in psychokinesis? I had more out-of-body type of experience in telepathic as a kid, and as I began to work at Monroe Institute, uh, was involved in some of the development of uh, some of their programs. And um, in one of them, we were playing around with dice. And uh, I found myself going into the energy state that I had associated with energy healing. Very warm hands, um, heart wide open, connected strongly and grounded to the earth, connected with spirit. And within that could roll seven sevens in a row on a dice, for example. Mm. And uh, as I did it, I saw other people able to do it as well. And as a psychologist, that really intrigued me because that's very studyable. We know exactly what the statistics should be on that. Where energy healing, you, you know, if your headache went away, I don't know if you did it, I did it, God did it. If it doesn't go away, maybe it's not supposed to. It's a little harder to study. So that intrigued me, and um, I went to on a grant to Princeton Engineering Anomalous Research Labs at Princeton University, and it, uh, was a subject there for some of their experiments. Again, psychokinesis is affecting matter um, with your mind is how many people define it. But to me, the mind is like a steering wheel in a car. It just sets direction. The car goes nowhere without gas. And the best gas is the energy of unconditional love. So it's more setting intent and letting energy move through your heart chakra uh, to affect matter reality. And within that, we have seed growing in our hands, inch and a half root growth in two or three minutes, uh, rolling Dyson patterns, um, working and bending metal, uh, using our minds, lighting light bulbs with our energy. They've measured 400 volts of electricity off my hands when doing that. 
Um, many of those kind of things would be under the air psychokinesis. So at the Princeton lab, they had uh, experiments with random number generators. They're picking heads, tail, flip, about a thousand times a second, should be 50% zero, 50% ones. And um, <clears throat> got an experiment there, came out 30,000 to one by chance, where you're causing a, a computer to pick one picture over another and bring all the pixels from that picture into view. Um, also the height of a fountain bumbles, bubbles by random hydrodynamic law. And uh, the task was keep it high for 15 minutes, low for 15. And that had a, a Z-score 12.97, 1.96 is one in a hundred by chance. So it's kind of an exponential scale and would say, you know, this wouldn't occur in 100,000 times to one by chance. So that intrigued me and I left the lab knowing PK was real and that I could do it. And it was such a wonderful state to be in with this wide open heart, all this energy flowing, uh, very exciting, uh, that I wanted to get a black belt in PK, if you will. Mm. And so I looked around and the best place I found to do that was Las Vegas because we're guaranteed that the dice are non are, are going to be random. We're guaranteed the slot machines are, are true and they know exactly the statistics that should be there. So I've done uh, 99 inner Vegas adventure workshops. We stopped, uh, we're going to do the 100th right as COVID hit. So we're still waiting, hopefully to get back the spring of 22 here. Um, and in there, from my point of view, uh, Jeffrey, PK, energy healing, and manifestation are all variants of that same energy. So in the second day of the workshop, we'd have people waking up pain-free from post-polio syndrome for the first time in 20 years. Uh, many other physical healings, people manifesting art commissions, finding soulmates, all kinds of good manifestations, both there and at home. So it seemed like a very positive thing to do. And uh, so we've been doing that for 20 years. And uh, after a, a year or two of that, I did develop the MC Squared program for Monroe Institute, where we do the metal banding, growing seeds in our hand, lighting light bulbs, uh, healing circles, lots of meditation exercises about manifesting, where we're raising a very high energy using the Monroe Institute technology, which allows people to meditate within... 10, 15 minutes rather than spend years learning how to meditate uh, and get very relaxed in 15 minutes, expanded states in 20 minutes, uh, high energy states, creative states, and the psychokinetic states we're talking about. So I've been doing that for near 20. And University of Virginia has been studying the MC squared program, finding statistically significant results in the PK area. Um, and now at Monroe, we've even gone virtual. So what we do, Jeff, is we have people from around the world in a class. And I might say, okay, everybody aim for doubles on dice, roll 10 times. And we know doubles should come up one in every six rolls. So with one group, we should have had 18 doubles by chance. We could immediately record it and see we had 38 doubles in the exercise. So people can get very strong confirmation. Um, it's combating some of the 
things like the movie The Secret, where it says just visualize what you want and it'll come in. For a lot of people, it doesn't. And what's missing is the energy. Uh, what's missing is dealing with all the limiting beliefs we might have, like nothing good comes easy, no pain, no gain, I don't deserve this. It's it's um, uh, So the courses that I do, the Home Study Sync Creation, the Vegas Adventure, MC Squared, we're do, doing a lot of work on getting rid of blocks within emotions, within belief, and then our feeling is that this is very natural. Everybody can do it. But just because it's natural doesn't mean it's easy. Um, I could say falling asleep is natural. Uh, you get tired. You intend to fall asleep. You say, I think I'll go to sleep. And then you think of something else in 10 minutes of your sleep, maybe. But if I put you on TV in front of a live audience and said, I'll give you a million dollars if you can fall asleep in the next half hour, most people couldn't. Because now it's too much pressure, too self-conscious, right? And this, this PK state and the manifestation states, the energy healing states, there's a naturalness of flow that needs to be happening and that's non-egoic, that doesn't involve pressure and doesn't involve left brain. And so that's the challenge is to get into the correct meditative state, if you will, um, to let the energy flow in the proper way. And then um, kids can do it. We've had uh, 100-year-old people that bend this metal. You know, even their hands are uh, crippled with arthritis. Uh, and they have very little strength in their hand. But um, you got to get out of the way. And that's the uh, challenge. Do you have to prove to people first that those limiting beliefs are false for them to, you know, be able to let go of them? Usually what we're asking folks to do is would you do yourself the kindness to just temporarily suspend disbelief? We may help do that by, you know, there's a book by two physicists that show under electron microscope that metal bent with PK looks different under the microscope than if you bend it by force. We'll mention things like that. We'll show them examples of spoons or forks that have been bent this way. Um, we might show them pictures of before and after with the seeds growing faster than controls. Um, and, and then we'll put it in, in, into the meditations and raising the high energy. And at that point, they're very nervous and excited. If we're in the casino, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to go down and quote risk money. And money's great because it makes people pay attention. We're only betting five bucks, you know, but if you have 18 people, we have tables reserved just for ourselves. Um, and if we're all in um, heart open space, feeling a oneness, um, feeling gratitude, heart open, uh, we usually get rewarded within seconds with money. If we go into greed, fear, and ego, the money's withdrawn. So it's a very quick biofeedback technique about this state we're trying to get into. Um, so when people go, if they've never done it, they're free to watch. And as they see me or someone else uh, roll nine nines in a row on the dice or whatever it is, they begin to soften that belief system more. If they're not the first one who's spoon bends in a group, that's fine because they look around and these are people that they have come to know and trust, and they know the metal hasn't been faked in some way. Um, and as they see somebody else doing it, it becomes much easier for them to do it. 
But even in my home study, when somebody's there, you know, not having other people with them, just with the information we've given and the scientific references we've given and things, usually people are saying, maybe this is possible. Hmm. And I'm sure there's people that would be so shut down that they'd never even try. But with the folks that I deal with, they're open enough that you don't have to prove it ahead of time. Uh, but we do have a big emphasis on you do it yourself because then it's a known, not a belief. That's very much in line with Monroe Institute with their out-of-body work, other things they do. Bob Monroe always wanted the person to experience it themselves rather than rely on somebody else's truth or opinion. And so it's in that spirit that we do everything experientially. So before you head into the casino, are you in a meeting room and you guys all meditate together for like 10 or 15 minutes and get into that loving state? And then I guess you're able to stay in that state when you enter the casino and just go out and start doing it. Yeah, it's a little more extensive. Right. We are limited to 18 people in a workshop. I individually interview them beforehand. I don't want somebody who's trying to make next week's mortgage. Um, anything about greed or fear would be in the way. Um, and then uh, we send a preparation manual so that they're learning some of the meditative tools we're going to use. We get there, and for the first day, we don't go in the casino. We just meet in a, uh, a suite or a conference room, and we're meditating together, learning rules of the game, getting to know each other, practicing in the room and seeing the results in in the room and practice. And then the second day we will meditate for probably a half hour to an hour before we go down to the tables. And in that meditation, we're visualizing what we would like. We have certain numbers. So we're all on the same page, wanting the same number. Um, and uh, visualize ourselves doing well. And then we go down play for an hour to two hours, come back and debrief that take a break, come back, meditate again, go back down to the tables, give it a second try, and then come back to brief. And the third day of the workshop, it's a three-day workshop, is similar where there's meditation plus time at the tables. And then in the evenings, people run around doing other things they want, want to do like blackjack or slot machines. And, you know, we've had results at Roulette of 1.6 billion to one by chance, uh, slots at 200 million to one by chance. Um, in dice, holding the dice without a seven coming up at the wrong time, which is the most frequently rolled number, people hold dice 10, 15 minutes is pretty good. We've had rolls over two hours. And, um, and so uh, the money is uh, exponentially made within that because it keeps doubling. <clears throat> so people can start with very low amounts and, and do pretty well. Uh, but the main point there isn't the money, it's the learning. So it attracts a lot of energy healers, massage therapists, mm -hmm. people that deal with risk in their business, like uh, day traders, realtors, who are wanting to learn how to risk intelligently without as much fear and being more in touch with their intuition. Well, it'd be amazing that during your workshop that you win all the money to pay for the workshop and your trip. So yeah. People have done that. That would be fantastic. We can't guarantee it because all the money uh, is in your own control as an individual. So you may decide to bet 50 cents, you know. Right. But if um, people um, 
ride through the waves, they usually, uh, you know, do quite well. <clears throat> we also, um, there's a generosity of spirit and a generosity financially. We started a blessing bucket out there in the first Vegas workshop, feeling like because we have the benefit of meeting together in that way, wouldn't it be nice for people around the world to benefit tangibly for us meeting without us even knowing who they are? So we uh, had the blessing bucket for charities like uh, Doctors Without Borders, Central Asia Institute, and you know raised well over 100000 just voluntarily and anonymously putting it in the bucket as you are in the workshop. Um, and uh, part of that money has been shared at times with casino crews where their child was... One child was uh, lost a leg in a car accident. The other leg was crushed. And we immediately raised a couple thousand for the mom who was a dealer uh, at the tables and uh, sent the energy. And her daughter had a great adjustment, ended up on Oprah talking about teen driving, uh, just psychologically and physically did real well. So we're known to be, you know, very generous out there. And therefore, this, the crews like us, and that's part of it. Are our bodies a manifestation of consciousness, or do you see us as a dualist system, like our consciousness is separate from our body? And then is everything part of like the God consciousness? So you're kind of t tapping into all this energy, and is that how it works? Complicated topic, uh, and people have differing opinions. This is not dogma, but I guess from my perspective, um, there is a oneness of consciousness. <clears throat> the, and you have to adopt beliefs. Immediately, I'm separate from the one, maybe the belief in time and space, belief in physical matter, belief that I have a body, in order to have a linear time experience in a body. <clears throat> um, you can, I define out of body very broadly, the classic out-of-body, you know, where you can put your hand through a wall and you have energy hands you can see all the way through being an orb of light to just a point of consciousness, kind of a mental travel. But in all those states, um, it would be maybe like if um, our normal consciousness was tuning in the radio dial. I'd look at the brain as a transducer. Uh, it tunes consciousness into the body and into our linear thoughts. The mind, I don't think, exists in the brain, I think. But the brain is a good radio station for the mind. Um, so we're, say, on station um, FM 100 here in normal consciousness. At FM 110, there may be daydreaming, um, 120, uh, very high creative states, 130 deep meditative states, 150 on the dial might be out of body states, out of phase, out of phase with normal reality. Uh, many people after doing that for a while can both be here in their physical life in a business meeting, on a subway, doing something, whatever, and also be aware of themselves out of body somewhere else at the same quote time. Because pretty quickly you get into this feeling that time and space are, uh, are illusion in, uh, in one sense. There's paradox here, Jeff. Uh, there's a book from ancient uh, Middle Egyptian times called The Kabillion, 
the first truth is that everything is illusion. The second truth is everything is real. The third truth is the biggest mistake you can make is deciding either of those two statements are truer than the other. Um, that speaks to some of this paradox where, yes, you know, Mack truck coming to hit you, if you are identified with the time-space illusion, you will be squished. But we've had trainers at Monroe, for example, who've driven through trucks, if you will, when something was in the way in the road. Another woman uh, trainer, there was a big log across the road blocking all traffic. Big tree had come down. She drove through it with her car. Those things become possible when you begin to hold the feelings of time space a little more lightly. Um, not recommended until you're able to do that <laughs> to walk in front of a truck. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, we've seen um, levitation and teleportation and all this psychokinetic activity we're talking about, many different things, as well as the out of body stuff, often occurring in the Monroe programs. Uh, up at the Institute and now virtually. Since you mentioned the Monroe programs, can you tell us a little bit about who Bob Monroe was and what they teach at the Monroe Institute? He was a um, businessman in the 1930s and 40s, working a lot in radio um, and developed some of the theme music for shows like The Shadow. The Shadow knows on old radio stations. And... Um, and then he did a variety of things. He had one of the first cable companies for cable TV in Virginia. Um, he worked a lot in, I think it was CBS, I'm not sure, in New York and lived in Connecticut. He began at some point to be interested in whether he could help improve sleep learning, uh, learning of languages and things for the Army. Um, and so he was looking at a way to get people to be very relaxed, almost to sleep, but not fall deeply asleep. And he naturally turned to sound because that had been his life work in radio. And um, he was very much a genius that way. He, uh, he had noticed commuting from Connecticut to New York on the train that that sound of the train, people would go into almost trance. Okay, so he put that sound in. He uh, discovered not the first person to do so, but discovered that it would help him binaural beat, where there's a sound in one ear versus another ear over headphones, causing the brain to go into the difference in the two tones. So if we were looking for a uh, delta wave state for sleep, for example, you could put 100 and 104 in the other ear, and the brain would go into four-cycle rhythm, the difference. So the binaural beat and his other sound effects he began to get these verbally guided exercises and initially for sleep learning. But as he was working on that, he personally found himself having the vibrations people talk about before out of body, felt a bump, opened his eyes, saw a fountain, realized it was a chandelier in his bedroom, reoriented and saw somebody in bed with his wife uh, on the bed. And he said, oh, this is an interesting dream. I wonder who's in bed with my wife. He floated down and realized it was himself. That scared the heck out of him. He slammed back in body. And he then went and had a physical and psychological evaluations. Everything was fine. And so he became very curious about the out-of-body state and the ability of this sound technology he was developing to, um, to induce it. 
So he developed a program called M5000. He thought if 5,000 people went through, he would know a lot about this phenomenon of out-of-body. And at this point, probably 50,000 have been through their premier program called Gateway. And there's places around the world, and again, virtual. Um, the Institute's in Virginia. It became a nonprofit, I think, around 1978. And the programs have been continuous there since then, about 60 programs a year, usually 20 people roughly in a program with two trainers. And it branched out from that gateway, learning about relaxing and expanded states, then out-of-body states into things like soul rescue work, working with souls between one life and another after they leave the physical body. Things like the psychokinesis we've mentioned, remote viewing uh, is aided by all of this uh, quite well. Joe McMonagle is one of the world's most famous remote viewers, uh, often lectures and um, and in the courses up at Monroe. Uh, there's a program called Timeline to do your own research of other life experiences you've had <clears throat> that um, <clears throat> where you um, might have been eaten by the uh, lions in the Colosseum in Rome. And as you get aware of that uh, image and you heal it, you're no longer allergic to cats in this life. Mm. Uh, we have things like that. Um, and so um, the highest focus level or far this out programs at this point our star lines and things where we look at kind of going to other universes, being kind of a galactic ambassador, if you will, from Earth. Um, and to do a lot of that, you don't have to be out of body. You can be just sitting in your chair and say, love pierces any veil and open up your awareness. So I'm aware of being at my desk, maybe I'm making notes, but I'm also in touch with uh, my brother who just passed on and seen, helping him with his transition or being in touch with angels or guides or helpers or what have you. So you can be um, conscious of physical, non-physical states and non-physical states at the same time with no need to go out of body in a traditional sense, though it still can be fun to do so. Can you share with us some of the most extraordinary things you've done using that technique? Some of my the things I get most satisfaction out of is seeing instant healings of, you know, cancer, of, you know, serious issues for people, and it documented by CAT scans or MRIs or those things. There's a lot of um, sacredness about illness, and so you cannot guarantee anything because there may be reasons for that to be there, but it's wonderful when you see things like that. So we had uh, one guy, for example, he had uh, all his nails on his feet were yellowed with foot fungus, for 20 years and um, we did a healing with him in the MC squared program he woke up the next morning his nails were completely clear not just starting to grow clear um, so it's neat when you get those tangible things um, I've been at the dice table where when I throw the dice and they arc it just seems like time stops they're just rolling up there in midair and I could go to the bathroom and come back, they'd still be there. Wow. And eventually um, saying, okay, this is getting boring. Let it land three, three equals six. Um, at the dice table, I've been in touch with what I would call, you know, Plato's world of ideas, um, the perfect diva of eight or something. And just understand the 
place the number eight has in the universe and how it helps hold reality together and be in this love relationship with eight. And meanwhile, just throw eight eights in a row. Uh, when I go to slot machines, I usually bring in my all my ancestors. My mom and dad have passed, two brothers have passed, and I'm in this love fest with them at the slot machine. And then I may say, oh, there's so much love, let's get a royal flush in hearts. And I'll get a royal flush in hearts on the next poll. That's 160,000 to one by chance. Um, so those kind of things, I have a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, I wrote a book called Liquid Luck, trying to distill all this into a half-hour meditation and a really short book about how to see this works so people could get a taste of it. And uh, within days, I began to get letters from around the world of uh, people just having amazingly miracle experiences with using these kind of techniques. Simple things like, oh, I won a scratch ticket for $1,000 three weeks in a row to I sold a house that had been on the market for six months the next day um, to I find my soulmate, whatever it might be. Um, and that's lots of fun. Um, so those are a few of the things, I guess. Um, and I could go on a while. There's some that um, one might call a ghost story. There are some that uh, involve other people. But uh, that's a taste. Do you feel like the information that is taught at Monroe Institute is kind of like the fountainhead, which other techniques borrow from to teach their way of doing stuff like meditation and manifesting things? Well, again, there is some um, teaching. Bob will look at the trainers more like almost like a flight attendant to set things up so that you're very comfortable and safe on your own journey rather than, you know, saying these are the five things about reality you should know or whatever within that context of letting people be in touch with their own truth, we've had, uh, I bet it's 40 or 50 books being written from either the experience the person's had at Monroe or what has ever ex they've experienced there has generated uh, a whole new creativity direction in their life where they've written a book about a healing technique or a um, out-of-body technique or whatever. So you have... Uh, People like Bruce Mullen wrote a series of books on travels uh, in these higher realms. He had been to Monroe, you know, to be doing that. Um, Scott Taylor has written books and got things out. He, he was you know, triggered into out-of-body experiences. Um, so there's um, many, many creative projects have been birthed there, if you will. There's people, Carolyn Mace, who's an energy healer, medical intuitive, medical intuitive more, more. Um, you know, she she has acknowledged that uh, she got one of her starts there to get in touch with all this ability to read people's medical condition around the world. Um, we have people come for, through that are famous that are, you know, held in, uh, in confidentiality. They don't want to be it to be known that they've been through the place. Mm. But uh, when people do acknowledge that their roots with Monroe, then, you know, then we're free to say, yeah. Um, but there's uh, Joe McMonagle, the remote viewer, very much associated. He's got quite a few books out. Um, 
So um, it's a place from our point of view that anybody interested in consciousness exploration and wanting to go somewhere where there's not a lot of dogma being foisted on you, um, it's a place to visit. Now you can visit virtually as well as residentially. Um, and uh, some of the unique things there is people tend to come back once a year or so. They find it so nurturing. They'll often say, I felt like I was home for the first time. And um, and it seems like, you know, there's people, my gateway program, their premier program was over 30, 35 years ago. And I'm still friends with several people in that group where most times if you go to a workshop at a place, you say, we'll be in touch, but you won't. Um, so it's it's got a it's got a powerful energetic to it um, that creates a deep sense of family uh, for folks who are exploring consciousness. How long does it take for a person taking one of their courses to be able to get out of body? Very variable. Um, I can think of one woman who came and tried and tried and didn't have much luck, and her husband worked for a newspaper. And he was assigned to go to the Monroe Institute and do his course, uh, a story on it. He didn't want to go. He had no interest in this stuff. And he went on a body in his first hour of long meditation, mm. which made his wife a little jealous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and and sometimes the harder the try, you try, the, that can get in the way. Um, in general, um, if you define it as I did very broadly, so that you could take your consciousness as a point, has no dimensions, um, and place it with a relative a thousand miles away and see what they're reading and see what page they're on in the book and see they ate 12 Oreo cookies or whatever happened that might be significant and then call them and find out that's what they were doing. I would put that in the out-of-body realm. Some people wouldn't. Um, the... Um, that would be easier for most people than the classic out-of-body where you feel this roar and the pop and all of that. But while people are meditating in these meditations, you could even do at home, and it may even be the first one you listen to, you might have the awareness of, gee, I started with my hands across my chest, and now they're floating like this in the air. Uh, and you might be aware of your energy hands separate from your physical hands. Um, and those things could occur in the first uh, time you you did things. There's a range of, um, there's a now Monroe Institute app called Expand, E-X-P-A-N-D. And there's exercises from 10 minutes to maybe a, mostly a half hour there. And then there's some programs that would be a half a day or a weekend or three days or then five days. And people re report a significant experience even in those one or two day programs, um, depending on how motivated they are, what's going on in their life. Um, you know, if you're in battle mode, which a lot of people are with COVID, uh, it's hard to even relax, to let go, to open up. I have a phrase on my wall here, fear is expensive, love is priceless, choose wisely. And in the COVID times, I think that's very uh, important. So one of the things I do with my individual exercises on my website uh, is to, in a half hour to 35 minutes or so, have the person be able to relax, move into their heart, 
let go of all that fear and then move into a high energy state for healing, for out of body, for whatever. Um, and um, so it's available in, you know, is, is less than an hour kind of a taste that can have significant results um, to full length, full length programs of a week or so. Earlier, you mentioned something about Bob Monroe's Five Truths or something like that. Do you recall saying that? And if you do, or. Oh, I said it's not a place where you'd go and they give you five truths. Oh, okay. I was just wondering if he had said some kind of five Um, truths. No. um, He wrote three books Mm. Journeys Out of the Body, uh, Far Journeys, and Ultimate Journeys. Ultimate Journey was his last one and had more of his philosophy of life after having done this kind of out of body work for decades. So if somebody was looking there, um, that would be a good place to give an idea of his cosmology, if you will. One phrase sticks to my mind from a second book. I think it was page 234, if I remember. And he titles the top of the page, Super Love. He liked to make up terms rather than use Eastern terms like Nirvana or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, the main reason, if not the uh, only reason to come into physical life was to experience this super love and to become a first order generator thereof. And so that would equate to many people's definition of agape or, you know, universal love or non-personality love that he did feel um, that was a big reason why we're here and what we're here to learn. Um, if you would take that phrase out of the book as an indication of where he ended up. And personally, that's where I ended up is uh, the home studies and creation. Other things I do are designed to be a lifelong yoga of ever-increasing love energy um, and less and less fear so that we can really be the creators we are designed to be and create a beautiful planet here for our grandchildren children and hopefully ourselves if we get going. I've interviewed at least 200 people who've had near-death experiences and the majority of them will say on the other side that they experience a love that's ineffable. It seems like that love is almost unreachable here. It's like you can only experience that kind of love in that place. So I found it interesting that you you and Bob were saying that to bring that love here or to try to experience it here. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And and I think, yes, you know, I've had a couple of near, near death experiences myself. Um, The deep meditative states that are, and this is different. I want to mention because in most Eastern traditions, meditation means blanking the mind, getting the mind to be, And this is a different type of meditation area where you do uh, get your mind calmed down, but then you follow thought. Um, So your your thought might be, gee, I'm thinking of my grandmother. And then all of a sudden you are filled with gratitude about the love you had with your grandmother. And then you might smell her cookies and then you may sense her presence uh, from the other side. And then you may have an ecstatic reunion with her that you where you ask how she's doing and also the meaning of life and a number of other things and this all thing goes on having started from this meditative state of openness 
where in many meditative systems, as soon as you thought of your grandmother, you would put that aside as a distraction. So this is a little different. But in these deeper meditative states, the way Monroe would do them, um, very deep states of ecstasy become possible where uh, people that have had um, near-death experiences will say, this is what I experienced during the near-death experience. Or after they've been to Monroe and they have a deep experience and later have a near-death thing, they'll say these areas, are these realms are the same. This sense of ineffable, all-encompassing love is the same. Um, and um, it can take a while to integrate that, much like after a near-death experience. But uh, many of the people there... Uh, will we'll say they're getting the type of things that some people experience under ayahuasca or LSD, uh, near-death experience, very uh, heavy transcendental states uh, through the things that are done in the programs there without the need to have the near-death experience or the ayahuasca. I have been checking out some of the meditations that the Monroe Institute has on their YouTube channel. They're, most mm-hmm. of them are about 15 minutes long. Yeah. Would you say those are just samples of something that's bigger, or can you comment on that? Yes, they, they are by design very, very gentle and generic, because we don't know if a schizophrenic person in the middle of a schizophrenic break is going to be listening to it, or a trucker going down the highway with a a big rig and you know and so we don't want to put the person so far out into meditation when we don't have uh, any sense of control over where they're how they're approaching it or utilizing it so those are mainly accenting to be a pleasant relaxing type of experience they're the um their app extends that a little but still stays in that safe for everyone kind of category um, they will be pretty soon having a subsection within their app where if you've taken a Monroe program and they uh, have confidence that you uh, know how to uh, handle these more advanced tools properly, that you'll be, ac- be able to access that on the app as well. Um, and when you do a program, they give you take-home CDs or download exercises that would allow you to go to the higher, deeper states, if you will. But the stuff on the web has to be, um, and YouTube and stuff has to be a certain duration and a certain intensity because we're not wanting to. Um, it's, it's a weird technology because it doesn't make you do anything, but it can be very powerful. So if my intent, I'll give you an example. My brother committed suicide uh, many years ago, 20 plus years ago. I found, I got the call from the police. And uh, then I had to call my parents, and that's a difficult phone call. And um, before making the phone call, I laid down and put on this the brainwave patterning meditative stuff that is just music only, not somebody talking. And I felt very quickly, 10 minutes or so, a feeling of angelic constellation, deep calmness, was able to calm down and focus. I'd used this technology before. It's not my first time on it but given the agitation of that time uh it was amazing to quickly be able to center myself and then i made the phone call we took uh, planes uh, met with the rest of the family and my wife uh, and my 
calmer mood set the whole tone for, I think, the family gathering. So it, it's powerful. Yet, if the phone rang in the middle of that meditation, I could have gotten up and answered it. It doesn't, you know, put you out like a drug would put you out. Being a clinical psychologist and you have understanding of different psychoses, do you feel that like the information and the and the courses from the Monroe Institute would help a lot of people with these mental problems? There's a professional division at Monroe with, I think, a couple hundred researchers uh, researching, and there's even a book out. It would be alphabetical. So under A would be alcoholism, autism, ADD, etc. Okay. And um, it's been found to be very useful. Some school systems use it for improved concentration and uh, uh, because that's one of the signals you could put out um, in the brainwave patterning for people in special needs classes, etc. When you get to schizophrenia, you know, that's a little different than uh, because you have to uh, be at a place where you can be quite confident that it may be able to be handled well. So usually if a person has a schizophrenic diagnosis, we will talk to the person individually and talk to their doctor, see if they're medicated properly, whatever, before attending and then start them with something lighter, a day or two workshop often, see how that's handled. Usually it's handled beautifully if the person is under good medical care. If they are um, not taking good care of themselves, not eating at all, sleeping well, you know, then uh, this could uh, create create a manic episode, something like that. With with issues such as anxiety and depression, this stuff has been found to be highly useful and, you know, safe within those areas. Um, uh, so um, it would just be one of those deals where we take it on an individual basis with any type of psychotic uh, diagnosis or potential for a psychotic issue. Uh, but so for 95% of folks works very well. You could have trouble with it if you are too guarded, like a Vietnam vet coming back with flashbacks, can't let go, can't sit with the window behind them because somebody might, they may have trouble settling down within the technology. But I've, I've used them in the clinical setting if in that situation person may burst into tears coming out an hour later saying, I haven't been this relaxed in 20 years and, uh, and feel such deep relief of anxiety states or depressive states. Um, so uh, you can get in the way of it. Um, people that are very perfectionistic, am I doing it right? Is it ever, you know, can take a while for their mental chatter to calm down. Uh, but it, it works very well. We had some Buddhist monks come over in their 80s, um, and by the third day of the program, they came down saying, you Americans, with your technology, you get people places. It's take, it takes us decades to get people places. So uh, the good news is it's it has shifted so that now we can use these meditative states more easily than we could in the past, um, from my point of view. All right. You mentioned your book, Liquid Luck. Can you mm -hmm. tell us about some of your other books? Sure. I do have a book called Inner Vegas, Creating Miracles, Abundance, and Health, 
And that is going through my uh, initial things at Monroe, going to the Princeton labs, going, looking at PK scientifically that way. And then all the experience of learning how to do this and fighting the fear dragons, if you will, out in Las Vegas myself. And then as the groups began, the InterVegas Adventures I mentioned, and then wrapping into this Sync Creation Home Study course and the MC Squared program. So people find that interesting. And as they read it, some have had great luck at the slot machines just reading a page or two out of the book. Hmm. So that's one. I have another one called Heaven is for Healing um, about what happens after death for people who have uh, ended this life by suicide and how uh, their experience may be on the other side. And I wrote that from my brother's experience following him for 20 years on the other side. And also because our culture is so negative to suicide. It used to be uh, Roman medieval times, your family's land would be taken and maybe your family would be executed if you killed yourself. In New Orleans in the 1700s, the body would be put on a wagon wheel and the arms and legs worn off, the rest of the body cut into pieces and fed to alligators because they felt like uh, that was not sacred ground. And so the demons could come in and torture that being for all eternity more easily. We have a very dark uh, attitude towards suicide. It's illegal in many countries still, a felony. And I did not want to encourage suicide. So the book deals with the devastation of the loss on the loved ones and the uh, inelegance of the plan, because you still have to face the music on the other side. But it also brings in that every drop of experience is treasured on the other side and, and all roads lead to light eventually. And how people are triaged over there with great unconditional love into what they need to heal and recover after a sudden death, a violent death, death by murder, death by suicide, whatever uh, might be going on. So that book's called Heaven is for Healing. And you also mentioned to me that you are in a movie. Can you yes. tell us about that? There's a project called www.superpowerfilm.com. And it was 40 thought leaders in the area of consciousness uh, with, uh, I think, 10, 11 episodes. And it came out in spring. Um, and for free, you could watch it. And then it's been offered for free occasionally or you can buy the whole thing you know for a reasonable price at that website uh, superpowerfilm.com and um, it was very exciting to be part of that um, I was in probably seven or eight of the episodes and uh, got to meet some of the other people and leaders in consciousness uh, and learn things I didn't know about like what they're doing with children in Europe where they blindfold the child and the child can draw, tell you, read a book, throw a ball back and forth with no vision, um, you know, using their psychic vision and different people doing different things, expanding uh, this whole area of exploration. And the superpower film was designed that, quote, normal folks in the business community, uh, in traditional culture, could find what we were talking about to be acceptable. So um, it's uh, very well grounded. There's some very powerful businessmen in it who use intuition, those kind of things. Uh, so I encourage everybody to look it up and take a look at it. 
If people want to check out your books, do they check them on your website or are they available on Amazon and the usual places? Yeah, they're like available that? Amazon. One easy way is if you can remember Liquid Luck and you just uh, put liquidluckbook.com, you'd get to my website or, or Liquid Luck, you get on the Amazon. Uh, my, my formal website is called Sync Creation, which is S-Y-N-C, like the word synchronize, and then the word creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N. So S-Y-N-C, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N.com. And I have lots of free articles in there about energy healing, manifestation, doing the psychokinesis things, and uh, about eight or nine meditation CDs that, and downloads that I've developed with the latest in brainwave technology, as well as the home study course I've mentioned by the same name, Sync Creation, which has three coaching hours with me and goes into the most depth about all this. And um, uh, it's been very well received during COVID. Folks are finding um, it's a great way to keep energy up and keep creativity up and a financial success up in their businesses or whatever, rather than be kind of drowned in the pessimism and fear around us. So I'd love to, to have people visit the site and see if there'd be something there that would be a benefit. you have anything else that you're working on that you want us to know about? Working with one fellow who's won some international awards about developing a video game that would expand consciousness rather than the usual violent shoot 'em up games. Right. So we're looking at ways to, you know, uh, access new generations and, and things. Um, I always have about five creative, creative irons in the fire. My latest ex uh, exercise meditation I did is called the forgiving heart. It's on my website, finding that as people raise their energy, at some point they have to turn around and forgive themselves and everybody else for all the perceived injuries that may have been there. Um, and I'll continue doing that, putting out new exercises as they, as they come to me as being a benefit. Um, so it's an exciting time to be alive from my point of view. And uh, I'm eager to get back into in-person workshops. I'm still doing the virtual workshops with Monroe. And I may in 2022 start some of my own virtual workshops. I have an internet challenge here. We have one uh, one megabyte upload speeds. So uh, we're trying to get that uh, in better shape before I'm doing the online classes myself personally. All right. If people want to learn more about you or reach out to you, are you open to that? Like, can they yes. contact you through your website? Yeah, good. I'm going to go to the website and... My email address there is joe, J-O-E, from my name, at syncreation.com. And I uh, I look at all emails personally and I you know give people personal attention. All right. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? My deep knowing is it's all going to be great by the time our grandchildren are uh, playing around. I think... Uh, I've seen so much miracle in my life and, you know, I'm 71 of the Berlin Wall coming down and better race relations and better treatment of animals, plenty of work to be done. But uh, I think we're in a big bang explosion of consciousness and it's hard for us to gauge our velocity. But, you know, the all of recorded history is like a millimeter of paint on top of the world's top 
tallest skyscraper compared to the time the earth has been here. And within that all of recorded history, this last 100 years is just a blink. And we've made terrific progress to my point of view. And I think um, we'll, we'll pull it off. We'll be keeping this planet uh, in treasure for a long, long time. My personal view. Well, I think it's a great message. And Dr. Gallenberger, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you being my guest, and I wish You're you the best. You're most welcome, Jeffrey. My pleasure. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara Podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.